Hey guys, guess what? Guess what? What? It what, is October what? right now, so next month is November. What? Next one. That's our anniversary. November. Yeah, yes, it's, November. Anniversary. it's our anniversary month. Technically, on the twenty second is when we released our first show back in two thousand twelve. Wow. But we're gonna celebrate the entire November as our birthday month. Yes. Yes, it's gonna be awesome. How how are we gonna do this? We're gonna involve the listeners. Are we now? Yes. Yeah. Oh man, so you, you mean the Arma Weekends are gonna get a chance to come on the show and do things with us? Yes, we're gonna interact with Arma Weekends all month. I know, like we try to work out ways to have Arma Weekends on the show whenever we can, but sometimes it gets hard. It does because it does. we each have shows that we have to produce and do and whatnot, and sometimes things get lost in the shuffle. But this time we're gonna make it a point to do a whole show. A game show month. A whole game show month. A whole whole game show month. A whole month month of nothing but game shows, guys. That's right. And each of these shows, we're not going to participate in the game. No. No, We're we're going to serve as judges, uh, hosts, everything else. But the people that are going to play are you, the Moeekins, out there coming on our show and participating with us and enjoying the party that is our birthday month of November. That's right. We got four games we're going to do. We're going to do a Mollywood game again. Mollywood, absolutely. That's right, where we take... uh, Couples and we have them on the show and we ask them about their Disney experiences, see if the answers match up. Absolutely. Better know your loved ones. We have the game show you just saw from Kevin. Name that Disney thing. Name that Disney yeah. thing. Drop the needle. So get Lots. your li- music listening, getting ready, gears going, man. Get and your ears going. We've got Lee Lastavica. He's got his own game, the Price is Right game. He's got an idea as to who's going to be on the show for this coming month, rightly. Absolutely. I keep waiting for him to step in. <laughs> I'm like, we got the Lee? <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so tell them show. what the show's about. The price is right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the price is right. Yeah. <laughs> Promote it. Yeah, man. Promote it. Yeah, do yeah, it. We, we so what happens? Right. We, who we pulling? We're going to bribe the tribe with the price is right. We're going to do it all night. We're not going to be the people that aren't just going to host. We're going to be your hype men. That's right. So guess what? You know, just like you got to brush up on your Disney music stuff and spiels, because you've got to do spiels too for my show, but also for Lee, you got to brush up on your prices, the latest prices that are happening in the Disney park. So yeah, if you like to plan, this that's the show for you, the game show for you, for sure. You like that's to plan, right. he's your man. And then we got our last game show coming at you, courtesy Mr. Eli. Yeah, Eli oh, yeah. you know I do it. Going on? Tangents, baby, all day, every day. <laughs> you better get ready for it, because there's no way you can prepare for it. Who wants it? Tangents. That's right. <laughs> I've been waiting for this for a whole year. Happy birthday. Tangents. Right by the tribe. Tangents all day. You don't know what's coming. It could be Marvel. It could be Star Wars. It could be Disney. You don't know, because I don't know. Till I tell you it's so. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, if you want to be a part of a future uh, Magic Our Way game show, yes, you got to let us know. Yeah, get in touch with us, man. November 2018, we turned six years old. Show at magicourway.com is where you can get in touch with us via email. If you want to call us, it's 1 815 Weekend. 1 815 Oh, Weekend. 6694226. Get in touch with us today. Hey, what's up? This is Kev from the Falafel House Fantasy Football Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Enjoy the show. Coming to you from the 15th floor of Alani Disney Resort and Spa in Koalina, Hawaii. With the sounds of the Aloyo room from below, you're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast 
with your hosts, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. Enjoy. Mahalo. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way Podcast. Podcast. Sante Sun, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are Artistic Bus, talking about dizzy stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. www.magicourway.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. And I am Danny. And with us today, we have... Excelsior! You know, 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 you know. I have the power! You know the story's all about the glory. It is our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? I'm good, I'm good. It's time to hit that button to release those weapons of Mohican destruction. How y'all doing tonight? I'm empowered. Yeah, it is. I'm glad to have you back, Kevin. Oh, well, thanks. It's good to be back. It is. I don't know how you worked out that deal. You had like two weeks off, <laughs> and you didn't even put in for any time. <laughs> He's just like, I'm the boss. I'm going to just take the time. We That's what's happening. I was supposed to file that with HR, but uh, yeah. Yeah, the paper law. Paperwork got just lost. Got lost. The dog, yeah. dog ate, your dog ate my paperwork. <laughs> dog, your dog ate the paperwork. That yeah. dog loves you. Yeah, she does. You she should does, take her home. Yes, yes. All day. Isn't, that her, isn't this her first Halloween at your house with all the stuff oh, that she can yeah. run around in and uh, oh, chew oh, no, on. knock over and uh, Get chew on? And Technically, she's going to be sent away uh, starting October the 23rd. Julia's going to be gone for about three weeks. Oh, she's going on vacation too? Going yes. to behavior school? Oh. Uh, my dad got the name of uh, you know Zach Streif, the former offensive lineman for the Saints. Now the uh, yes. Yes. Now the uh, radio announcer yes. suggested to my father that uh, we take her to this camp where they take your dog away for three weeks and train them how to act accordingly. Act right? Wow. Yes. <laughs> So Damn, boot camp behave. That's right. She's going to behavioral adjustment camp. <laughs> behavioral adjustment. She's what come is back. your major malfunction? What is your major malfunction? Hey, soldier. I'm thinking of it like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. She's going to come back lobotomized. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 oh. She's going to come back. Just be drool. Just hanging out. Oh, I can't imagine her being any dumber than what she already is. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to be jumping around. I guess that would be the thing. Uh, but I mean, she didn't mean to run away. She just likes to. Be free. She, you see her. She's energetic. She's like, yeah, you're home. Wee, yes. Wee, I ran right past you across the street. Woo. And gone. I have so much energy. Yes. Uh, that dog is lucky to have y'all as parents because like, I'd be like, look, I just got off of work, dog. You ran out the door. I'm tired. I'll we've we've only tried to give her away to everybody we meet. That's true. So where'd she go? Is she going to like Hawaii or the Catskills or no, where, like, where's no. her vacation going to be? Kenner. <laughs> Kenner. <laughs> Kenner boot camp Kenner for puppies. Boot camp. That's Kenner. Right. Hey, all right. Kenner, bruh. Look, bruh. Stay down, bruh. Stay down, <laughs> bruh. Sit, bruh. Sit. Kenner, bruh. Yeah, bruh. If you ever fly to New Orleans, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is the town that you will be flying into. Yes. Yeah. New Orleans International Airport is located in Kenter. Kent. Kenter? Kenter. Kenter. Kenner. Kenner. Kenter. Kenner. Uh, one guy that does fly into Kenner a lot is as our next host. Here we go. Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. talk. Here comes the money. Hey, must be the money. Oh, money. 
It is Mr. I Know More Than Your Friends, Suck It Up, Tough Love, and Ever So Lovely, Travel Angel from Magical Moments Vacations, Mosquito Killing Date Night at Denny's, Benja Over the Chair, Lily Top Mocking Beard, it's Mr. Beijing Chloe Sr., Johnny Salami himself, our resident professor of gyrotechnics, Lee, DJ White, Cheddar, Papa Smurf, and No Hassle, Vika. Dang. How you doing, Lee? Uh, the mosquito killing is in overdrive tonight. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Where did Mockingbeard come from? When I did the show with the New Avengers, and okay. then we did Mockingbird uh, was okay. on the team. Okay. Mockingbeard, yeah. yeah. Mockingbeard. Sometimes I wonder if Kevin just doesn't like slide in a, in a fake nickname just to see if we catch up on it. That's that's what you know, Kevin. That was back, that was the latest one, though. That, uh, yeah. yeah, that was from. I don't like, remember. That from, it. Yeah, that was the latest one. So it's you know, I, it, it trips it's me up damn. every little bit just because it's one extra little syllables, couple syllables, but it's all right. So uh, you 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 do it right. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. If I'd have had the intro, be like, yeah, it's Lee. He do stuff with travel. How you he, doing? And he got a beard. Yeah, oh, he I, got a beard, and it, it like touches the <laughs> microphone. It comes to life. Lee, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just uh, enjoying this little bit of cooler weather. It's I wouldn't say it's a cold front, but it's not 90 degrees anymore so that's nice it's fronting like it's cold yeah, it's, it, was <laughs> it was a nice day today it really it was, was pleasant Th- that thank cold you. always be fronting that cold <laughs> always be fronting man why I you fronting cold why you front why you then, he gonna, like he, then he gonna bounce out of here and it's gonna be hot again be like chill <laughs> out cold chill out what a fool but no l fool no class well lee are you ready to do today's show man or yeah today's so, show? Man, you know, we're talking tough. about what, what, what are we talking yeah. tell the listeners what we got going on all right, so uh, today we're going to be talking about Fort Wilderness. This is our third uh, in the series here. We did uh, the contemporary. We talked about the Polynesian, and now we're going to talk about Fort Wilderness and all it has to offer and the origins and the, the folklore and the legends and the, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be an interesting show. Uh, should be a lot of learning going on like we have the last few shows. I've had a lot of fun doing this stuff, and learning all this stuff myself and looking it up on the internets and listening to, oh man, it's just a lot of information out there, man. I'll tell you. So uh, we got a, we got a long one. We got a good one and hopefully you guys enjoy it. So let's, uh, let's, let's do it. Yeah, man. Nice. Learning and showing while the beard him. is growing. Showing and growing. Going into sales mode. Hey, he is. Yeah. Sales mode, man. Hey, <laughs> well, I got a good show for you today. You're going to love this over here. I got something yeah. in my trench coat right here. Going like this. It's, it's huge. It's, it's huge. The best. It's the best. You're tuning into the Homeboy Shopping Network. <laughs> I'm but Jewelry, jewelry, jewelry. <laughs> These TVs over here for a low price. Well, my weekends, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> enough of my jibber jabber or our jibber jabber. Let's go make some sales. All right. On today's hub, we are continuing a series of shows in which Lee presents some retrospectives and history of various Disney resorts. And he started out with a contemporary with his very first one. And he let it got went to the Polynesian next, right after that. And now today we are going to Fort Wilderness and everything that it has to offer. Isn't that right, Lee? That's right. That's the next one in line. It was the the, the, the third resort that opened for Walt Disney World's grand opening. So that's where we're going next. But anyway, Lee, so I uh, tonight I brought my stack of burn bomb Walt Disney World guides. I don't know if any of you listeners, anybody here used to collect those. 
but I kind of collect them. The, the, it is doubted as the official guide to Walt Disney World and Disney Resorts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And my very first one came in 1988, and I found it. And I was uh, brought it. Maybe I could uh, take a look. We could take a look at it and stuff. And uh, as you're as you're describing Fort Wilderness, so I'm gonna give you the floor, sir, and let's uh, let's start exploring this uh, resort. Yeah, let's check it out. Well, um, as you mentioned, this is the third in the series, and this is so far as I think I, I'm willing to say probably the most challenging so far. And the reason I say that is that um, it just seemed like every time I found one thing, it opened up something else. And then you would look at something about that, and it would open up something else. And then So it was just like every time I turned around, I was going down all these little rabbit holes of information. Um, but at the same time, there's not a lot of... Um, there's not a lot of details that I could find on the actual, you know, construction of Fort Wilderness or, you know, like the very beginnings of it. Um, and by that, I mean, with contemporary, you have, oh, you know, it was this, everyone knows about the, the way it was built and the prefab rooms and the A-frame and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's just, it's all out there. But with Fort Wilderness, I mean, if anyone doesn't know, it, it was basically just, you know, a, a big patch of land and, they tore down the trees and put up some, some plumbing and then roped off a couple of areas for you to go camping. And that was kind of all it took to, to open this thing up. Um, now, there's a lot more to it, but it wasn't like they had this grand uh, you know, scheme on how to construct this, this, uh, this Fort Wilderness area. It's, just, it's a camping area. So all you really need is a, you know, a place to park your camper and uh, maybe an electrical hookup and some water hookup, and you're, you're good to go. So there's not a lot of, like, fantastic stories about, you know, how they built it and stuff like that. But there's a lot of cool stuff and some folklore in here that we'll get into and stuff like that. So basically what is so cool, at least what I find cool about the history of Fort Wilderness, is that its very existence ties back to Walt Disney himself and Disneyland. Uh, Because as legend has it, when Walt was flying over... Uh, that area right when they were in the the Gulf Stream plane and was trying to figure out where he wanted to build his park he saw Riles Island which used to be Raz Island Island. became Discovery Island which we know that to the side of that and he saw the the area with the cypress trees and the moss hanging from it and was like there I want to build there that's and that was that area is what helped inspire him and and the very idea of having a cramped campground on on site was something that also tied back to Walt himself because his saying was that he wanted anybody to be able to visit his project over in Florida whether they be staying in a suite or in a sleeping bag Mm -hmm. and so the campground idea was something that originated back with Walt and what I another thing that I found interesting about it the existence also ties back into something that goes way back to Disneyland that lot not too many people talk about and that's I don't know if you remember this Kevin uh Vacation Land do you remember Vacation Land no <laughs> it was original concept for Fort Wilderness but it wasn't even done by like basically the the guy who owned and operated um the Disneyland Hotel Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, remember <laughs> there was a time there where Walt did not own the hotel. Right. I understand. Right. So this guy, uh, what was his name? It was like Wharton, Walton, something like that. I can't remember what his name was, but Rather, Jack Rather, Rather, Rather. Rather something Rather. Like That's that. a He's- great action movie name. <laughs> he owned and operated that and he loved to go camping and him and his family would always pack up and go in the RV and they would go, 
you know, what's called uh, do outdoorsy things. And basically, he came up with the idea of, well, why don't we do something like this for Disneyland? And so, you know where the Mickey and Friends parking structure is right there on the Disneyland property, Kevin? Yes. And that very spot was an area called Vacation Land that he opened hmm. and ran. And it was a place for you to go ahead and you parked your RV there. Right. And everyone would park their campers. It was always full and it yeah. was always people piled in. And then they had all these amenities that you could enjoy while you were there. So they'd have like a large recreation hall with TV watching and they'd have a billiard room and a card playing area and a swimming pool and a playground for the kids and uh, restaurants. So you said that's where the parking structure... That's where the Mickey that's and Friends parking ah, structure okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. sits now. It was... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the um, northeast corner of the Disneyland yeah. Hotel. So yeah. it was on Disneyland Hotel yeah. property. And so... Because of the success of that, Walt and them saw that, hey, wow, this is actually a need. People like the idea of packing up the RV, going on vacation, and just parking there, going to where they need to go, and coming back. Yeah. So that yeah. vacation land helped open the door for the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Right. No, I get that. And then, you know, that was very popular in the 70s, just RVing, camping mm -hmm. in general. You had all this major construction new constructions on the freeways and the you know connecting all these cities together so it was definitely a lot easier to get to and from with these big rvs and uh the, the pull-along campers stuff like that yeah um the, yeah and the winnebago company actually started in 1966 and they were the ones that really read, led this revolution of these full-size rvs like you could just drive it you weren't pulling something behind you you know like these big ones you see now um, and so during that time, yeah, it was super popular. Yeah. And also, you know, it was just, it's just kind of like what people did for vacation back then. They'd get in there, they'd either have their little camper and they'd pull mm -hmm. behind them or they'd have these big RVs and they'd just go down the road and they'd stop off at this campsite or, you know, they had all these little, you know, different, uh, types of campsites. So yeah, it was, I mean, it was kind of like a good time to do this, the concept. Yeah. Uh, because this was very popular and it's still popular now, but especially back then, that was kind of like, uh, you know, they had the CB radios and they'd talk to each other in the CBs and all that kind of come stuff. Come back, come back, break a one, come <laughs> yeah. back, come back. Smokey on your tail, got a bear on your tail. Yeah, right, very glad we picked Discovery Island because it could have been worse. Break a one, two, could have been Rockers Island, Tim Phobe, come back, come back. Oh, it's the bandit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's Officer Moeekin when you need him? <laughs> Buford uh, T. Moeekin. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was that was the genesis of this idea because that thing was so in insanely popular, and that's what people used to do back in the, in, in the day, that it was understood that this was going to be something that was going to be a part of Walt Disney World. The problem was they forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, they were just in the middle of, you know, these other two projects. And, yes. And I don't know who it was, but they had like, so how's the, uh, the campground going? They're like, uh... What campground? Yeah, that what was campground, you know? Yeah. Like, Whoops. Yeah, Cardwalker called Dick Nunes into his office and was like, okay, so how's it going? He's like, what campground? <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah. that's when he had to be reminded, look, Walt said anybody from a sleeping bag to a suite, we, they, we're going to accommodate him at Walt Disney World, so we need a campground over there. And so then in late 69, Dick Nunes called Keith Kambach, a, who's like a Disneyland cast member, but he had like a degree yeah, in recreation. Yeah, like recreation, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, I think he was responsible for the like the pools and recreation mm -hmm. part uh, of the Walt Disney World complex. But Nunes told Camback, we need to open a campground at Disney World, and we've kind of forgotten about it. <laughs> so he asked him if he had any background in uh, camping, and, and Camback said no. And 
him thinking that it was going to disqualify him came back was uh, Nunes was like no that's perfect we don't want you to have anything we're going to educate you so we're, here's what we're going to do we're going to send you some classes some environmental classes and then I want you here take six months mm-hmm. go tour go camping go get yourself like a, a camper rent it whatever and take the family out and about and, and kind of get a sense as to what they offer and what it is that you, know, you like to do Get his philosophy Why going okay, on what yeah. it should be. Yeah. See what they were doing and do the Disney version of it kind of thing. And yeah. so that's what he spent the next six months doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's the genesis of how the idea got started. And it was really Comeback who moved in. He moved into the land when the land was just nothing but forest. I, I believe it was like the, all they had there was like an old fishing lodge. Right. And he was going to move into the fishing lodge, but it was so decrepit that he just parked a camper next to it yeah. and just lived there for the rest of the time. Oh, my gosh. Nobody need to be in here. Uh, yeah, so, Dan, you talk about Keith Kambach. Uh, I, I remember reading some story about the ratings that he used to do. The raid, he'd, he'd raid for, like, stuff that he needed, yes. right? That's when it's something like, what do they call them? Kambach's Raiders. Kambach's Raiders. That's right. I thought they called them raccoons. Kambach's <laughs> uh, Raccoon Raiders? That yeah. was pretty badass. Triple yeah. R. <laughs> you know? But if, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, like, he needed stuff, right? And, right. And he, he never got the funding, and he noticed that, uh, I think there was one story about... Um, was it some some other department? Disney always was able to get funding or whatever, and right. he noticed the, that. Phil Smith it? with the legal department was always legal, able to yeah. get whenever he wanted, and so uh, basically, yeah, he just <laughs> he like, showed up yeah, one night, just, like put his stuff on that budget, and be like, hey. Uh, no, no, he took it. Class? No, he, oh, he just took their it. stuff. He raided their stuff. He, he took all the uh, the furniture. He took the filing cabinets and left all the files stacked neatly in piles on the floor. So that's corporate yeah. raiding. So, so came yes. back, came back with all that stuff. Yes. Thank you. Come back, come back, break a wood down, steal stuff. Come I mean, on back. Disney World was going over budget at the time. And, oh yeah, yeah. And he was getting behind. Yeah, well, if I remember correctly, right? But no, because all the budget was going into the contemporary and the Polynesian, so they weren't affording right him any opportunity. He had to be sneaky, and about, he was he was losing workers to those two projects, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. he had no yeah, choice. Yeah. Absolutely, there was another story about how he got in trouble because he used workers that were not contractors to build like a a. a, a a build uh, like a little place to house the uh, little building to house the uh, fifteen by fifteen building to house the camping equipment. So like uh, like day laborers, you just go down to Home Depot and be like, "Hey, you guys got a job today?" <laughs> Some weird no. transient coming down the street. He's like, I "Come think, on, no, I, got a I think he used just actual Disney World employees instead of using the contractors." Right. Okay. And wait a minute. So like the guy that was like running Space Mountain during the day would come over and like lay tile at night, or that sounds fun. That sounds crazy. Like he would get other cast members. Pretty much that was it. I mean that they couldn't use contractors because. You, you only had from like Monday till Friday, but I mean right. they're working around the clock. So Disney World's hiring; they're, they're they're taking their own people, and obviously people you work in construction, you're versed in pretty different things, and so, you want to make some money. And again, this <laughs> yeah, is just like a little. Money fi- I can. This is a little fifteen by fifteen building just to house the campfire equipment, right. and they got mad and they complained to the local union and they got in trouble for it uh, because that, but that was the techniques. He, I mean, you're talking about a time like where he was surviving. Basically. Yes. He had a project to get done and he wasn't getting too much help. So he's like a guapo. He's like, you want the work? You take the work. <laughs> you want the file cabinet? You take the file cabinet. The Do way it. I heard it was they're like, well, when you're at Walt Disney World, a <laughs> shovel is just a shovel anywhere. But let's say you appropriate said shovel. Appropriate. <laughs> I like that. And you paint it gr- with a green marking. Well, suddenly oh, it's a Fort it's Wilderness. Wilderness. <laughs> yes. 
Oh. And so now you have just appropriated. You have appropriated. A shovel. <laughs> Apparently, I was reading also the legal, like, had no idea. No. No, they, had, the, they were clueless. They, right? He said to this day, he still never know, never knew if Phil Smith ever figured out who had done it and 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 what had <laughs> happened to all this stuff. The stuff is now laundered. Big dummies. Yeah, come did you? But yeah, no. So that's that's what he did. There was also another story that kind of ties into the end of the railroad because this appropriation stuff continued on, and I know Lee's going to probably get into the whole. Yeah, history. the railroad itself is like. Uh, that's like the wave machine of, of Fort Walder, of Fort Wilderness. Yes. Like there's that in and itself could probably be a separate show if we wanted it to be. There's so much to, to talk about on the railroad, but yeah. Um, so I'll save this particular story yeah, save about that, save that story for the Raiders part. until we get to uh, uh, the, 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 the dissolution of the, uh, <laughs> I know oh, yeah. you already on it. Okay. But no, for, for sure. No, we, I mean, we can go it on into in, it, yeah. but it does tie in. To one of the reasons, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons the railroad went away, but this was one of the, th- this tied in, this was a memory from a, a cast member who worked there at the time. It just goes to show you that st- Combat Raiders didn't go away. They were still doing their thing <laughs> well <laughs> into the park's operation. Combat Raiders! Why'd it have to be snakes? So, yeah, I mean, no, he was very instrumental in making sure that Things got done. Things got appropriated. Right. Because without his efforts and his sneakiness, you wouldn't have the Fort Wilderness campground as as it exists. Uh, There was even parts in there where they were talking about like one of the things that other when he visited other uh, campground sites, they were like, well, you want these pull through parks where you can just go ahead and, you know, pull right in, pull right out. Uh, That's what you want to be able to do. Drive right to your campsite, drive right out. But you need all these roads kind of intersecting, going each one to their own campsite. And... His idea was no, because he took all those environmental classes and was like, nah, I want to preserve as much of the natural landscape as I can, because that's part of this. Right. Part of this is being able to be made, make you feel as though you're camping in the wilderness, yeah. and doing that would destroy the illusion. So I, that's, I assume that's the reason why they don't, want you, they don't let you drive your car around the campsites today. They just have the buses and, and that kind of stuff. Well, they got the RVs, and they got you know people's golf carts and all kind of stuff. Yeah, Right, golf carts and stuff, but I mean... Dude, you don't have like um, you don't you don't see people cruising around in their cars going around from campsite to campsite, at least not the people that are staying there. They'll they'll use the they'll use the the internal buses and they'll use the golf carts and things like that. Yeah, you know I, I can't speak on that because like this is one of the few Disney hotels that I've never even stepped foot on. Not even same way. I yeah, love yeah. to. Not even like to go eat dinner or anything like that. No, well, I've eaten dinner there. Yeah. Oh, you see, I that's what yeah. I'm saying. I haven't even done that. Well, I've done the hoopty do. Yeah, you've done the hoopty do. I've yeah. never never felt and, the urge. I, I've even hopped on the internal bus loop just to kind of look at all the just Christmas things. Yeah, the holiday oh, wow. decorations. Because yeah. yeah, during around that time, like I uh, I used to go there in Thanksgiving, and um and yeah, you could drive around and people have all their lights up on the tents and the nice. RVs, and it's really really neat to see. Yeah. Okay, so we just hopped on the internal sh- bus and just kind of took a couple of trips around just to see everything. It was kind of cool. It yeah. was really really cool. No, that sounds like it'd be cool. I mean, I'd I'd be curious to see. You know, I'm like. I'm like Chunk from the Goonies, dude. I hate nature. <laughs> I, me and nature, I don't like fishing. I don't like camping. I, don't, I love air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of wish on that luxury thing. You know, I mean. Yeah, we like, we like glamp. 
camping. Exactly. Like, exactly. It's like camping, but I need a, a big screen TV and uh, glamping and air conditioning and glamping. stuff like, like that. Well, that's what the tree houses uh, are, are now are tree built houses, as yeah. glamping. Yeah. But I will I will say that you know after doing a lot of this research that I kind of feel like this would be if you like camping, this is a whole different experience in camping. It's not like uh, I mean from the you know the cleanliness of the state the the um campsites. the bathroom yeah, yeah. The, you know, the campsites and you know of course all the amenities on the on the actual fort wilderness property and you know the hoop you do and all that kind of stuff it's definitely not like your regular old camping but it's still more roughing it than going staying the grand floridian hey man there's alligators over there <laughs> <laughs> gotta be careful <laughs> they had no place to camp so they figured they'd come out to the you know luxury area i tell you one of the coolest yeah. things like dri- driving around there is like you know you, you, every little campsite's got like a little asphalt pad for like your rv or camp or whatever right but i remember right. seeing one day they had a car parked and then on the asphalt pad some dude just stuck his tent on there <laughs> yeah. dude yeah, just had yeah. a car and a tent sure. and that was it that was his <laughs> man that's like, the dude, life, what huh? is that like 80 bucks <laughs> Minimal list. They, have like an, they actually have like a place for tents it's just, just a big field, and then a lot of times, like, you know, Boy Scout troops and stuff like that, they'll go out there and take up the whole field, or you can go camp. But just like you said, Kevin, you don't have to do that. If you want to if you want to pay the price for the actual RV site, yeah. you can pitch a tent there. That's, you know, that's cool. I mean, pitch I, a tent. people yes. like to do that. I, again, I don't, that's not for me. Like, I, I, you don't I like do pitching a tent? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll pitch a tent in the morning. Sometimes it's involuntary, but, uh, I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly. when you're gathering that morning wood <laughs> yes, for the for the campfire for later, all um, nature to roast them marshmallows, <laughs> chestnuts roasting on an open fire. You're not roasting on an open fire. Somebody um, so call yeah, a doctor, yeah. please. Wrong season. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're still Halloween. Yeah, sorry. All right, go ahead. Lee. Big Michael Myers over there. So yes, yeah, I'm trying right. not to look at him right now. I really am. He's looking right at you. I he's know not. he is. He's going to whisper in your ear, you're so pretty. That is like the one figure you do not want whispering anything to you. <laughs> Eli, you smell nice. Hell with that. <laughs> As he holds a butch type. Oh, face. but no. I'm out of here. Yeah. Is that uh, creeping you out? Really? You want me to turn him around? Only because I know he came to life. And I know that's, I know nobody knows that, but I know creep show too when I see it. Okay. Okay. You know, at night, this thing probably walks around and like looks at your decorations and I hope daddy picks this one. All right, go ahead. I'm he off did. Topic. All right. Lady. animatronic Michael Myers scaring Eli. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Eli, go ahead. Take us. Well, all I was going to say is that, you know, this, if I was going to go camping, I think this is be a place to go camping. Like, do you go camping? You like to, you like I, to camp. You can't be rough it. I don't say I like, no, I don't like to rough you seen it. seen that beard? Probably <laughs> He's got he's got stuff camping in his beard. That's right. <laughs> it's like yeah, Fort, I mean, it Fort, like Fort Leeliness. Lastaviconess. <laughs> you look on it like that, that one middle part of his beard. There's a tent right there in the small car. It's he's like, got like a rare bird that he can't do anything about it. Bird. Like Peter Griffin. He's a conservationist. Exactly. Hello. Yes, yeah. He can't do anything with a bird or else he's, you know, Peter or something is going to come down. <laughs> Oh, endangered species and all. He's got the entire cast of Flights of Wonder. I was going to say, please take that to the up show. They need all the help they can get. Yeah. <laughs> Just release them. Just release them. Like, here, this is what you should have done. That was stay. Anyway, all right. So take us camping, Lee. What we got? Well, let's, let's go from there. All right. So we talked about that. Um, the, the fact that, you know, that, that type of vacation was very popular then. And mm-hmm. So um, they were definitely getting, you know, uh, people in there. And But as you alluded to, Danny, like even when they first opened, it wasn't even really like there was not even 
permanent buildings there yet. There was right. like tents still pitched that you would go for sign in and the bicycle barn was a tent and you know, all this kind of stuff. So, you know, they didn't have a uh, hoop do at that time. They didn't have all this other stuff. So it really was just bare bones. Like you, you went out there and you had a place to stay and you had a, you know, the, um, the, I can't, believe that i've lost my train of thought on this but there i want to say bathrooms it's not bathrooms what they call pleasure uh hole in the ground <laughs> no the um outhouses yeah they're not outhouses though they call them something else and Porta bodies? I think of it. yeah a pit <laughs> latrine no the uh, a tall tree hidden in the darkness <laughs> but they call them something else and they spot like diapers <laughs> the crap diapers <laughs> diapers <laughs> Diapers. The royal booty is clean, yes. your highness. Yes. That depends. Um, but since they didn't have some of that stuff, there, what they did have is they would have a truck that would come around to uh, let you be in it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That is luxury. Wait a minute. I'm Mobile rethinking. Body. I'm rethinking this Grand Floridian thing. I'm gonna say, <laughs> get to drive no, around. Not, a, not a bathroom truck, but a oh. truck that you know had like milk and eggs and bacon and they you know it's like a, a food truck buy your, all your food truck oh that yeah. reminds me of like the pensacola fishing pier i used to do they had a truck that would go around with bait and food uh, <laughs> yeah ooh. yeah we hope they didn't mix that up yeah, yeah i hope I, so too i, I was know. like oh that's a good idea that i thought about it I was like, so you got worms in your bacon i don't know about, <laughs> know about that yeah you made sure they kept it separate it was nice uh, <laughs> Well, the worms are probably better for you. <laughs> that's true. More protein. That is yeah, a, that's a, a, a point, fact of man. nature. It's natural. That's why well, we're talking nature. Well, not bacon's not natural, but bacon is damn fatty. Hmm? Well, I still don't want my worms mixed with my bacon. Bacon tastes good. No. Pork chops taste good. Mm-hmm. Early take us camping. That. Come on. Yeah. All right. So we're back well, to the bathroom. So these camp, yeah, bathroom. these campsites would cost about $12 a night, which in today's numbers, those are 55 to to $100 per night depending on you know what kind of campsite you get. Um, they started off with 232 campsites at Grand Opening. And as I said, it was very popular. Within two years, they had already added another 481 sites. Mm-hmm. And then um, by 1976, they'd added another 113 to that number. So wow. you know, that, that was, they, the place was very popular. Yeah. Um, and they would add on to it. And, uh, you know, again, you know, that was a, a, a way you did vacations back then. Um, so... The actual campground itself is laid out in various loops. Um, currently, there's about 28 uh, different loops. Fruit and so loops. when you go in, loops. yeah, loops. Fruit loop, loops. Loopy. Fruit, fruit loops. Fruit, hula hoops. Hula What's a loop exactly? It's just uh, like the campsite. So if you're in the, you know, okay. the 100 loop, there's a circle and it'll have you know, four or five pads. And then the 200 loop and then the 300 loop and uh, so on and so forth. So it's, so it's, not it's like just a, basically like the, it's not a bunch like of a campers just driving around yeah. in circles. Mm-hmm. About, okay, good. All right. Right, right, yeah. right. Was it cheaper the further into the woods you go? It should uh, be. To some degree, yes, uh, because you're, you're further away the, from everything. No, because you're closer to the bears that eat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you're further in the woods. When you're closer to civilization, All you can be Florida protected. All the Florida bears. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I'll take any chances. <laughs> don't judge, Eli. I don't care. Hey, look. I'm a bear, and I'm proud of it. That's right. <laughs> Somebody jump off from the top of the tree while you're in the 100 loop, and you can't do nothing about it because there's no street lights in there. I'm a little bear. I'm going to eat that little toe. Growl, growl. <laughs> I see that little toe poking out that tent. Tell him, Yogi. <laughs> Looks so delicious. Go yeah. for it. Give a hoot. Don't pollute. <laughs> <laughs> don't start forest fires. Take a bite don't out of crime. <laughs> <laughs> bite out of crime. 
What other animal PSAs do we have? Oh, oh. Animal PSAs? Yeah, like go yeah, off the crime people, dog and uh, you know, take a bite smoke out of the bear. Smoky the bear. Right. Don't start a var var. Mm-hmm. Give a hoot, don't pollute that freaking owl. All I remember is the, the owl that ate the candy. That's the blow pops. The oh, one, two, three. 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 Anyway, sorry. Way so off yeah, the rails. Loops. That's three so loops. loops. That's three, three loops. Three loops. Ha, 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 ha. Bring, us, bring us back into the loop. Loops. Yeah, bring us into the loop. So we're 28th loop. Let's bring it back out of the woods, out of the bears. Yeah. Clenches. Not the hula hoop, but the loops. All right, go. So, yes. So there's different uh, <laughs> levels. And uh, like I said, with the contemporary, with all the all the other resorts, you have different views. Lake view, garden view, standard view. View, something else like that. Branch view, with trunk view. They're all like, yeah, it's all woods. Bush view, view right? rear view, hey, rear view. No real different views. It's just all woods. So, um, but so your your different levels at Fort Wilderness are based on location, um, as far as being furthest away from you know the main building stuff like that. Also, mm-hmm. too, there's different loops for um, tents and pop ups. Different ones for like premium campsites. Around 1986. Disney partnered with the Fleetwood Corporation. And what they did was they built what were called wilderness homes. Now, these were basically like trailers. Like, like <laughs> if you live in a trailer. I'm not exaggerating. Like double Why do you just call it trailers? Well, because that didn't sound as enticing to uh, stay in a trailer. They appropriated the trailers. <laughs> yeah, so wilderness Lee, what homes. Wilderness, Lee, what does what Fleetwood do? What are they? They make good music. Add back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Fleetwood Mac? No, Fleet, Fleetwood. Yeah. Fleetwood is an RV company. They make a whole kind of like campers and stuff, like different sizes. Right. Okay. So you'll you see them so, on the highways. So yeah, they they would make sense to be the ones to yeah, they'd be the ones it. to partner with, right? They kind of know what they're doing. So they built these, and it, they, they were very popular. They did very well. Um, they actually now have all been replaced with actual log cabins. But you know, at that time, you know, that was a good option. If you didn't want to, you know, if you didn't have an RV or you didn't have, you know, um, uh, a tent or you didn't like to pitch a tent or whatever, then you could you could rent these uh, these wilderness homes and they did okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but they um, eventually Disney put in something a little bit nicer. You know, they put in the actual cabins that they have today. Okay. Um, here's something I'd never heard before. In between, you're thin. The <laughs> you're shaving? Why are you so thin? <laughs> so I didn't know this, but in between the time when they did the wilderness homes and they transitioned to the cabins, they would rent. Uh, they had a, an area they would rent out the um, uh, lost much uh, airstream. Have you ever seen like the airstream trailers? Yeah, those are badass trailers. Man. What? Yeah, they cheap. got jets on them or something? No, it's like if you ever go down the highway and you see those big silver. Like stainless steel yeah, campers like, being yeah, towed. You, you'll notice oh, it right yeah. Super yeah. expensive, but really nice. And they've been around for years. That was like, at one point, like Airstream was coming along. Well, like the heyday was like the 50s, 60s, where everybody was going on vacation, like yeah. in the mountains and stuff. But they were, everybody was towing those Airstreams. They look like small bullets, right? Yes, yes. yes man, exactly. stainless steel, gorgeous in the interior. I mean, it's like luxury RVing. Okay. Wow. Right. Yeah, I always, yeah, so I they, always see them whenever I travel. They like they're like 12 of them. And then you just like the, uh, the wilderness homes, you could rent those out as well. Kind of like so, uh, a bunch of food trucks. <laughs> yeah. It's like living in a food truck, I guess. It's just, wow. Living in like a bullet filled food truck. They so. just call this place mobile land. So yeah. like when you park like an RV in, in Fort wilderness, like where do you, do you go to the bathroom in the RV? You, yeah, they have hookups well, at the campsites. Do. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. They got water and they, you know, uh, they got the, like a whatever uh, disposal area where you, you empty out your your crap business, your uh, business, yeah. your business holders. So it's <laughs> your job to empty out into their dis- yeah, facilities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, <laughs> how many people pull pranks on each other? I bet over there and put. Fire somebody's head. I was oh, gonna yeah. say, like, that's asking for trouble. Surely you must yeah, have some people who don't respect, you know, the mm. rules of the, the Disney wilderness. Fort Wilderness campsite. <laughs> it's, well, that's and, when and Disney police pops up and say, "Hey, I would hope so." Hey, hey, hey. hey what are you doing yeah. with that? Hey, why does the Disney <laughs> police sound like Fat Albert? Don't mess with the. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe come out this wilderness trail hey, over man. you. Won't you leave them crappers alone, man? Don't do that, man. That's not that cool, crapper, man. That's what this pipe's I coming mean, out have the ground for. He's going to let my mother get a chance. Hey, Dad. You're like, you're like school on a Sunday, no class. Oh, we got to go see the Green Hornet. No, that's Brown Hornet. Oh, Brown. It still goes well with the thing going out the window. Green, we brown, depends on what you need. Huh? That. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, like Bill really, Cosby may be in jail, but you guys do a great job. I will always <laughs> making sure his his work lives on. Bad man put a smile on my face for years. Bad Albert was my childhood. Yes. If you had, but if you had like maybe like a pop up or a smaller camper that didn't have a bathroom in it, that's where you would go. And I found, I finally remembered it. The comfort stations is what they were called. Comfort um, station. Not what they were called. They're still there. They're still called that. That's what you so, go you to know, take like, a crap. Had, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, if you had, like term, three yeah. loops, there would be like a main comfort station for your area. No, I'm saying that's what the comfort station is. That's where you go take a crap if your yeah. mobile yes. home is too small. Yes. Yeah, exactly. so if, you, if you have a tent. Well, that was really where I was better. going with my question because okay. yeah, if you have a tent. Like or you had a camper, but you didn't have bathroom facilities. What did you do? Oh, they had they what had like bathroom do? facilities. <laughs> on the side, yeah. So it's called yeah. a comfort. It's called a comfort zone because it's got a warm toilet, some magazines, shower stalls. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I don't know about a warm toilet. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> just call it a toilet. Like I like how they got all these nice, colorful names. I picture a guy on the seat going, <gasps> Yeah. <gasps> Like, it's warm, sir. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was looking for my comfort area. Please have a seat. Thank you. Yeah, Diapers. <laughs> I mean, but they they have they got like an ice machine there. Um, ah. they, they'll have washers and dryers, a vending machine. You can so wash clothes like, while you take it. That's yeah, pretty comforting. You can you can warm up your drawers. Take put the warm drawers back on that. Well, I'm sure you don't do it in the same room. I don't know. I've never been <laughs> in the comfort area. Well, it's a comfort zone. Like in other words, like it's. You're camping, and these are some creature comforts. So here's electricity. Yeah. Here's a working toilet. This is a washing <laughs> machine. Here's, here's a vending here's machine. Here's some hot water. <laughs> exactly. Now you're really living in nature. Here's a so, vending machine. So when they say comforts in camping, okay, it, it really means like you know everything you and I take for granted as being necessities. Ah, <laughs> you see? okay. Water, food, exactly. Electricity. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking a whole new level of comfort. I, I'm sorry. Right. Like like my mind goes places. So you say the bathroom is a comfort. I'm just thinking. And like there's just lines of people clapping as you go to use the toilet like hey you made it you know you feel comfortable <laughs> about your achievement that you're about to do well i mean you know yeah. I, I learned a lot of my disney knowledge i've acquired has been in the comfort room i hear that yeah. okay yeah okay right. comfort zone comfort room all right <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> 
Wilderness bowls. <laughs> with anyway, no all right, Celine, sorry, comfort. This is a crazy topic. I'm sorry. So, yes. Yeah, comfort. I don't know why we're stuck on this. We're spending more time yeah. on this than the actual history. Also, because I'm not a camper, so like he's stolen either. And I don't know what what they what they relate to. So like okay. I have to ask, and then a joke just happens to come out. All right. right so no comfort. Yes. Yeah. Comfort. comfort. Yeah. So that's that's where you would go if you didn't have the facilities that you needed in your RV or your well, hopefully you have an RV, but you got a smaller camper if you got a tent or something like that. That's what you would do. You would you would use the comfort stations. Good. So yeah, don't hold it. And them. they're always super clean. Uh, they're like buckies, like you know, just. Oh, tight, for God's sake. You had to get that in there. Yeah, like we yeah, bid the buckies to know yeah. to compare it to I'm the comfort station. I'm just telling stations. you, it's clean. So like trust buckies. you, so the trust comfort me. station is as clean as a bucky. That's for our it's listeners just, in Texas. Everybody else in every corner of the world has no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I go to the comfort room and lay some bucky nuggets all the time. While you're accumulating your Disney knowledge. Yes, while I'm accumulating Disney knowledge over hours and hours on end. Good good bucky nugget. Good, good. Yeah. So they have icing machines in the comfort zone? I hope so. They got ice machines. They got ice. 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 Ice, okay. Ice, ice, baby. Yeah. Uh, too cold. Too cold. <laughs> All right. So to get around, you, you've got a few options. Obviously, you can walk around the campsites and things like that. Um, we'll get into it in a second, but there used to be a train that would run around the whole campsite. You know, and you just hop on and it would take you over to, it would just go in a big circle around the, the, the property and take you to the front or wherever you want to go, et cetera, et cetera. River country. Yeah. Eventually it would also go to river country as well. Uh, once that opened, <laughs> I'll give you a quick rundown of like what was there when it started. And then just a timeline of things that were added and stuff like that, just to give you a feel for you know, where it is now. So when it first opened the, the settlement trading post, which is like, you know, the, every hotel has got the main building, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now their gift shops, they have things that, uh, you know, other gift shops don't have stuff you need for camping, charcoal, uh, you know, uh, marshmallow kits. If you want to roast marshmallows, uh, mosquito spray, you know, stuff that maybe you don't need at your regular toilet uh, paper. Gift shop. Uh, <laughs> toilet paper. So that's just shaving <laughs> off the, the wood of the tree. That's all you need. <laughs> all right. So you had a nature trail. You got the reception outpost, which was a temporary trailer at that time. You had the bike barn, which is also was a temporary trailer at that time. Um, in 1973, uh, they made that uh, reception outpost permanent. Uh, they added the Meadows Trading Post, which is another section of the of the campsite. They added 13 new loops, and they uh, added Fort Wilderness Railroad in 1973. In 74, uh, Pioneer Hall uh, comes to be, and that's where you can uh, you go trails end and hoopty do and all that stuff. In 76 uh, to 78, they added kennels uh, for the pets, a couple <laughs> more loops, and they uh, added a permanent cast services building. 8185, now they finally have a permanent bike barn. Seven more loops. Um, to the Meadows Complex, they had a pool, a snack bar, a game room, and tennis courts. And then um, they had pool, and they had a pool and laundry near the new seven loops. And then 1997 to 2000, they found the final expansion with all the uh, cabins being put in. You know what's funny? All the stuff that they add, and you're in the wilderness and it's quiet, right? They didn't add a right. library. You would take like a you library, know, a yeah, library you, in the maybe, woods. Maybe what? they have that. They do have that. I don't know. Maybe they do. You know, I mean, I know like a lot of uh, hotels and stuff like that. They'll have, uh, you know, like a book in section, World? video section. No, I'm like just that. thinking like you're there. The trick is is to make it as distant from civilization as possible, but they're making it as civilized as they can. But I would think, yeah, you had a book, you want to enjoy the peace and quiet, right? Right. That's what you do to get away. 
I would think they'd have like a little book they want to read or something. Let them kids read, play video games, got video games at home. <laughs> okay, I'm on my own on that one. I'm totally fine with that. I I'm, I was just brought a book with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, yeah, I hear you, but maybe the, just download it on my iPhone. <laughs> well, now we're talking 1974. Here, okay, okay. So well, I yeah. would imagine that you know they brought their own books with them if they wanted to do that. Wait, uh, what but can you yeah. tell us about the library situation at Walt Disney World in 1973? I don't see anything under Fort Wilderness Library. Okay, Quick Google search does not show. <laughs> Uh, any type of library at Fort Wilderness, but that would be a good idea. You would think it would have been a natural fit. I thought. Yeah, I need to write Bob yeah. about that one. Oh, no, I don't well, want a piece of Bob right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still scarred. <laughs> still trying to find that one-legged dancer now, yeah. Well, but, you know, when Kevin's not on the show, we need to find some ways to, you know, deliver with good guests, and Bob Iger was a good guest to get. He brought it. He brought yeah. it. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah, That was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I, I think. Yes, once that will never happen again. <laughs> Pretty sure. You never know. You just never know. Well, you know, All I right. can tell you in 1980, they had a petting farm, a blacksmith shop, a horse barn. Blacksmith uh, shop. Now, that's something you don't get on, uh, you know, over the Grand Floridian. I can tell you that. Yeah, that's cool. Like, so a blacksmith no, I'll, I'll shop. I'll take the bath bombs. and. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, as a blacksmith. So, blacksmith uh, shops where they use fire, right? Yeah, flexing, so, and they yeah. make metal steel stuff. Right, but they use fire, so you're in the woods, and there's an area that. Well, it's my 11th anniversary coming up, so maybe. They can make <laughs> something <laughs> for you. I, I, I did, I'm a blacksmith. Do blacksmith, blacksmith class for you, girl. They had electric cart rentals, fishing, basketball, checkers, jogging. They had a jogging on a 2.3-mile exercise course. How do you like that? That's good. You got to stay fit while you're out there. Well, yeah, if you're if you're the outdoorsy type, I would think that you'd be fit. Well, you'd uh, you yeah, think, I think that. So. Hiking and stuff, you know? Yeah, sure, sure. All right. So, Danny, have you heard of the lawn? I think a lot of people have heard of the lawnmower tree. The lawnmower tree? No, I have not. Yeah, the lawnmower okay. tree. I've heard yeah, the lawnmower tree. So tell us dance. about it, Lee. Tell us more. Tell us about it. All right, so... You remember you were talking about the, uh, you know, there was things on this patch of land when Disney bought it, uh, like that, that fishing cabin and stuff like that. So there was this tree. Uh, so <laughs> if you remember like those old, old pushing mowers that like manual, super manual power, like maybe from like the 20s or 30s. Yeah. yeah. So it just yeah. was like two wheels and a stick, you know. So <laughs> somehow, you know, <laughs> one of these had been set up against this tree and the tree had grown and grown and, and actually grown around this, this lawnmower. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would, when you would go and, and walk by the tree, you could see the blade still and, you know, remnants of the, of the old lawnmower. So that was the lawnmower tree. Um, and this they is left fascinating to people. Um, why? <laughs> uh, I, I the same reason people like to see the ring in the ground at, uh, you know, at, uh, at the Haunted Mansion. I mean, it's, it's, just a, it's a story of nature trying to take back those who try to knock them down. Try to cut my cousins no, down. I've, like, I've Google, I like, I Google searched it, and yes, there's a, there's a, there, here's a tree, and there's even a plaque. There is a plaque. Yes, Dedicated there's a plaque, and on the plaque is a... On the tree that they a, cut down. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they had to cut the tree down um, eventually, and, it, and now it's actually gone. It, it's been gone for at least two or three years now. What did they do with the lawnmower? Uh, sure, they threw it in the trash. They I gave it to the blacksmith. The I was going to say, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the lawnmower tree is gone now? It got now cut the down. Tree is gone. <laughs> so you missed your opportunity, uh, Danny, to see the lawnmower tree. To see a piece of junk? Prince <laughs> 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 like, I need that lawnmower. Wow. That's ironic, though. The lawnmower tree got cut down. Like, if it was a tree shaped like a lawnmower, I'd be like, oh, that sounds cool. I got to go see that. That's kind of unique. But it's, yeah, it's like a tree where somebody left an old junky lawnmower That's, next to it and forgot yep. 
Somebody littered, basically. Yes. And then yeah. said, like, <laughs> I don't need this piece of shit lawnmower. I'm just going to leave it right here. The tree was like, uh, uh, I'm still got to grow. What am I going to do? I'm nature. And it just, just went over there. And then somebody saw that and they said, People will come. People will see this. <laughs> People want to see the tree eat the lawnmower. I yeah. know they do. You know, somewhere is a Disney employee whose sheet still reads one lawnmower short in their inventory report. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't a horticulture department over there at the time because they did a bad job. Like, who doesn't say, oh, the lawnmower's by the tree? Well, now, this lawnmower had to predate Disney. Like yeah, that's actually, yeah, yeah this is like when, so, they, when they took over the property. right when when this okay. was around from like this predated Walt by the time this thing took over yeah, the old before it took over the lawnmower like, yes before like the trees actually started growing into the lawnmower okay this is what it says the lawnmower tree too long did Billy Bowlegs park his real slow mower alas one warm and sunny day aside a real fast grower sounds like you're reading one of the romance novels there once was a there once was a lawnmower from nantucket <laughs> who sat up next to a tree and said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a man came along and saw the lawnmower there and said god damn with this tree i'm gonna cut it yes <laughs> and welcome. scene thank you very much thank you thank you thank you and that's the end of that show and that's the end of that show <laughs> all, right. all right go ahead lee i'm sorry all right. uh and kevin you said you've been to hoop do yes okay how did you like it i liked it i enjoyed it pretty cool yeah. it was funny that yeah, night because like i went during mardi gras like almost Maybe 90% of the audience was from Louisiana. Oh, wow. So they do this whole thing yeah. where they go around the room, they sing this little soup to do song, and they ask you where you're from, and then they sing about your place. Yeah. And they sang, probably sang about Louisiana like 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 30 times. <laughs> <laughs> where are you from? Louisiana. Ah, Louisiana. Where are you from? Louisiana. Ah, Louisiana. <laughs> And then they, they freaked out uh, when somebody was from Alabama. They're like, hey, Alabama, <laughs> thank you. And the rest of the audience booed. Yes, actually <laughs> they did because there was a lot of LSU fans at all these that day. Oh, wow. Which is funny, yeah. But anyway, it was Mardi Gras, whatever. Damn you, Bama. Anyway, and yeah, they, uh, yes. They got the uh, free, or not, is it free or you, it's unlimited. I know that the sangria. It's unlimited sangria and wine. What? Yeah, there you go. Yes, bottomless. You drink, bottomless, bottomless. That's right. Just bottomless. like Bourbon just, Street, bottomless. Just like Eli likes his women. Bottomless. 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 Look at that ass at all. It's like my wallet after quoting women like that. That's it it is the longest running musical in American theater history. Okay. Currently. Wow. Yeah. 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 So that's, Beat that's out cats cool. narrowly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over 1 million guests have enjoyed the show and 800 pounds of ribs are served daily. Okay. What about fried so chicken? I thought they were known for fried chicken. That's why I've never gone no, there. The, like the is that the backyard barbecue or is that? No, is that they got, actually- it's, it's almost the same. It's the same kitchen, but they got barbecue ribs and fried chicken, corn okay. and cob, all your comfort stuff. So you can get almost kind of the same food at the Trails Inn buffet. Yeah, that's why I've never been there because like the, the menus never really appealed to me. It's not bad. Yeah, I, I, tell you, I, I mean, the yeah, chicken and the ribs aren't too bad. You know, this show's fun. I, I, I don't do know if they have salmon or scallops at the uh, Hoopty Doo review. Yeah, I want scallops. I want I want I want pan seared scallops with foie gras. <laughs> they have that. Link. You got to get that out the bait truck for you. <laughs> I go get my ribs and my chicken yeah. and a pan seared foie gras. I will watch you get crusted scallops <laughs> with a side of Chianti. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go to the comfort station get some extra napkins and then get all the ribs. That that'd be my. I will eat this rib and then visit your comfort station. Absolutely, <laughs> diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Wipers, <laughs> wipers. <laughs> you go either way. And then uh, you know, for the holidays, as uh, Kevin mentioned earlier, they 
they, the campers really go all out for Christmas and, and for Halloween as well. Ah. Um, you know, I mean, they decorate there just like they de- you would decorate your house at home. Uh, they do the same thing uh, with their campsites and their campers. And you'll see pictures of someone that turns their camper into uh, a ship from, uh, from the Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, things like that, and for Halloween. And trick-or-treating, you know, the kids go around to go trick-or-treating around there and stuff. And, um, you know, Christmas, again, they go all out with the Christmas lights and Christmas trees and all the blow-up inflatables and stuff like that. And they also have a 4th of July parade uh, for the guests that uh, they use their golf carts. They make a 4th of July parade. So this so is like cool too. Halloween in a trailer park. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yay. <laughs> An executive trailer park. Executive trailer park, yes. yes. And then, um, okay, so let's talk about the Circle D Ranch. Ah, oh, okay. Hey, okay. If I can back up for a second. Eli just got back from yeah, the Double D Ranch. Yeah, I was going to say, what's, what's going on? He was eating ribs over there too, huh? And the, and the Bunny Ranch. And yes, the Bunny Ranch. Bunny Ranch is... Hey, okay, you want to back up, Kevin? Yeah, the, black, the blacksmith's side. I'm looking at my burn bomb guide, and apparently, you know the horses that used to go up and down Main Street and stuff? Yes. Or it's kind of still do-ish when it's not terribly busy? Yes. But the shoes that they would wear were made at the blacksmith shop. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of cool. So you could see them making the shoes for the horses to use on okay. the property. That's racist. <laughs> you totally caught me off guard. <laughs> well, to call it Blacksmith Shop, ah. I mean, I'm sure Smith does not <laughs> appreciate that name. I'm sure he does that. <laughs> yeah, but my, I'm black though. Yeah, but then like they go blame him Smith. for when for when the fires go and hit the forest and like if they was a damn blacksmith, it's your fault. I got cousin Will Smith. He ain't white. Yeah. <laughs> he went jailer. He all right. And I got another cousin, Juju Smith. Juju, Juju Smith. <laughs> no, he married he is Houston. Yeah, he, he, he hyphenated. The, he went uh, and hyphenated. On the, the daddy's side. Yeah, he's one of the sophisticated blacks. Yeah, that's right. He's good that, that, that good, good black. It looks like Kevin caught up on his Amos and Andy while he was yeah. out. <laughs> it's all in that Brigham Guide book he's got there. Brigham Guide? <laughs> <laughs> the Brigham Young book. Yeah, this date back to like the 60s. <laughs> I think we always, still, we, did we just make it to, through the 80s right now? Right? Uh, we've, have we? We've, we've toured through the 70s. And then I think we're in the 80s. Are we in the 80s? Lee? No, because we, we, we haven't even about? talked about what happened with the well, railroad. Yeah, railroad and river, river country. That's Blacksmith's yeah. fault, too. I, you, know, I, you know they're going to blame him for everything. Man, that ain't even right. <laughs> I feel bad for that poor dude. America was built on Blacksmith. <laughs> <laughs> on the back of Blacksmith. God damn. I said it. I said it. I, dude, I, I believe you. <laughs> How apropos when it's the 11th anniversary, which is steel. Yes. yes. Oh. All right, Lee, so where are we going now? Uh, Circle D Ranch. Circle D. Um, Double D, circle it round. There you go. Make some loops with that. uh, is the ranch where they keep all the horses that are used at Walt Disney World. That's totally not what Uh, I was thinking. (laughs) It's not not quite the same as the Double D Ranch, but, uh, you know. Horses, horses, horses. horses. All right, horses. Okay. There's horses horses and then there's horse. (laughs) Horse. Horseback. Yes, it's it's similar but different. There's a little bit different. Yes. One's, one uses four legs, one's on all fours. It's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of tricky. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just, horses, 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 horses. Horses, Hold your horses. But they both let you ride. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're gentle about That's it. That's right. Come on, Lee. Get us on track here. <laughs> Ranch. In 1951, Walt approached Owen and Dolly Pope uh, to train his horses for Disneyland. Okay. Um, now, you think about it, I mean, it makes sense. They, the horses are not used to being inside a theme park. 
um, uh-huh. you know, with a lot of noise and people and stuff like that. So that's basically what they asked. They, they came to do is to train them, the horses to be able to stay calm and, you know, mm-hmm. walk the streets and all that stuff and not, you know, trample over people and, and run them down and stuff. Uh, now the property that uh, Disneyland was originally built on, there was a home, uh, that was located on that and that eventually would be moved and, uh, relocated and become pony farm so the popes would move to this house uh, and they'd eventually be responsible for training about 200 horses and ponies and different things like that that, uh, for disneyland and um eventually when fort wilderness opened uh the popes moved to florida to help with the uh, the opening of fort wilderness and Mm -hmm. specifically running the circle d ranch now the name circle d Danny, maybe you probably know that where that comes from. Uh, from the Mickey. Yes. So two circles and then D for Disney. D so, for Disney, yeah. Uh, three circles. No, three circles, sorry. I was Disney. thinking of the ears, but yes. three circles that make a Mickey head and then D for, for Disney. Okay. Um, so basically, you know, that's what they were there for, to train, to take care of all the horses for the for, for Fort Wilderness and, and the Walt Disney World property as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually um, has a window on Main Street. It's located near the Harmony Barbershop that reads, Owen Pope, Harness Maker. Oh. Um, and that alludes to, you know, the fact that he not only, you know, ran the Circle D Ranch, but he also made all the uh, the saddles and the harnesses and all the stuff that, you know, that you need for those horses as well. What happened to Dolly? Well, Dolly was there with him as well. Uh, they both, you know, Did were you get there. a window? I'm oh, sorry. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to leave her out of that part, but. I don't know why she didn't get a uh, a window. I don't. I'm not in charge of that department. But uh, see if it had been Dolly Parton <laughs> at the right. double D, circle D, triple D, triple circle D ranch, she'd have got a window. Let's see if we can get an interview yeah. with Dolly Pope and, and figure yeah. out exactly why she was left off the window of Main Street. That's, That's a good not, question. That's a good that point. Is. I mean, it was they both did it, but only he the, got the credit. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like uh, sounds sexism. like some yeah. sexism. Yeah, sexism and wilderness. Hashtag Dolly 2. Dolly 2, you need a window. That's right. Well, yeah. one, good, one thing Dolly is famous for is that she was the first actual cast member to ever retire from Walt Disney World. So, um, Oh, maybe so she retired that. too early. Maybe that was it. They hadn't yeah, made the windows yet. Like, yeah, you quit. <laughs> too bad. No window for you. Dang. They couldn't get Blacksmith to make the windows. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make windows. I'll do that. I don't do glass, boy. <laughs> I do steel. What you think of me? That just I'm Blacksmith. I'm an artiste. My name Blacksmith. I ain't no window wiper. I ain't no glasssmith. Go wrong with I you. I am Blacksmith. <laughs> Dolly, why you retire so early? I'm not a woodsmith either. <laughs> That's her fault. It's my fault. I'm a blacksmith. I make blacksmith for horses and harnesses. I'll do this with the window. Cornices. 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 That's how we do it. That's, that's, that's blacksmith terminology. Cornices. Cornices. That's right. Cornices coming in here. I need the coffin station right now. Blacksmith. Cornices. Oh, damn it. Cornices. Yeah, I'm blacksmith. I'm blacksmith. I'll play that. That's right. Leave me a word. Wow. I build that stuff. Why? Make that happen. You know why? Why? Because I'm blacksmith. Blacksmith. Play that. All that. Craft that. <laughs> I like how y'all invented this character. I love it. It was just so offhand comment. Next thing you know, he exists. Yeah, exists. What you talking about, white boy? Yeah, I've been here. I'm Blacksmith. I'm up in here. I'm in your presence, boy. I'm out here. I am Blacksmith. Has it been over three days? I've been out here for over two decades. My close friends say Blacksmith. Mr. Smith, if you're nasty, no nasty. black black Smith. They don't they don't Ms. take Smith. time for the fur. Take the. They don't like no y'all, y'all haven't y'all haven't talked about his voice or worked out the mannerisms, but y'all both 
have we've, settled on the same Amos and Andy voice. We have crafted. <laughs> we have crafted this, this character. Y'all yeah. crafted like a blacksmith should, right? I, I, I got That's to right. be. Y'all got to craft. This is like improv one hundred and one. Y'all are doing good. That's how I craft. Yeah, y'all why do people take life. classes for improv? I don't. Get I don't. Because they don't have the synergy we do. Yeah. You know, That's how it works. I mean, Jim is truly outrageous. This is over, but <laughs> this over. has nothing to do with Fort Wilderness. No. But yeah, other than the blacksmith, blacksmith. Come on, tell us. Well, Lee. Dolly should get Dolly should get a win. Lee, tell, yes. tell us that. what blacksmith did next. Give yeah. <laughs> blacksmith stole Dolly, and then they ran off together and built River Country. <laughs> I didn't land on this window. I make. I didn't land on Dolly. That landed on me. Damn, circle That girl's story be trifling. That's what that circle D's was for. That was about the areolas. I ain't tell nobody I never do that. that. You know why, Eli? Why? I'm blacksmith. Tell a blacksmith. <laughs> tell a blacksmith. That's how we make it. I just say, oh, amen. 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 I, I'll just make shoes. I make lives. Have a blessed day. That's what we do. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Who next? Who love my craftsmanship? That's right. It's all about the craftsmanship. Right. Get Crafters! Yeah. <laughs> Crackers? <laughs> Crafters! <laughs> Crackers! He was right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all in character. <laughs> That's why I thought you were yeah, no, I totally felt <laughs> that. Like, I heard the same thing you yeah, did. Did, I, did I hear that? I said like, crafters. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, like, what happened? Blacksmith, he, he made it. He got some money. <laughs> he just hired some white dudes. He's like, crackers. <laughs> and just like Bubba Gum's mommy, he'll never serve anybody again. He's like, come with me. Come here, <laughs> Come make these shoes. These shoes ain't gonna make themselves. I'm paying now. That's right. You know why? Why? I'm blacksmith. Tell him, blacksmith. <laughs> Tell him. Tell him the truth, Ruth. Blacksmith. Blacksmith. Black that ain't to break up young guy. That's what magic guy way. You just learn something new today. I'm just imagining like a Voltron character, like Crackers Unites. <laughs> it's a big white Voltron or something. <laughs> I'll form the head. Crackers assemble. Yeah, that, I'll be the ass. I'll be the ass. <laughs> Lee was all like, that's a funny joke. Let's put it in space. Let's put it out here. Damn. Damn. Giant robots. Well, they came up with not... a good racism joke first. I got to yes. add that. I mean, that's not terribly far from what they've done with other movies, right? What? No, that's true. Let's take this story and put it in space. Yeah, absolutely. They did it to Jason. Star Wars, right? Isn't Star Wars like something like that? It's a pirate adventure oh, I think in Star space. Star Wars started off in space. Like a, but yeah. I thought it was like, yeah, like a cowboy movie. And let's put no, it in space. No, uh, no. Yeah, uh, George, Lucas, story, yeah. George Lucas liked Errol Flynn movies. Mm. Right, right. And it's like, let's do one in space. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. All right, Lee. Fort Wilderness. That was oh, fun. Let's, ra- let's wrap up the Circle D Ranch. <laughs> we didn't wrap it up already. <laughs> did, we didn't even, did we even start? <laughs> I thought we put an exclamation point on that. Once <laughs> Dolly ran away with Blacksmith, that was it. <laughs> and a the the horse ran away with a spoon. <laughs> oh, oh. All right. Uh, so, Kevin, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Kevin knows what a calliope is. Yes, I know what a calliope is. We have one on the Steamboat Natchez down here in New Orleans. Oh, Fantastic. So uh, if you go to the Circle D Ranch, there's definitely a lot of uh, history and things like that you can check out. And they have the, uh, the original calliope that was used in the opening day parade of Disneyland. Oh, that's it's cool. on display there at the uh, Circle D Ranch. You know what's cool so, about that? It's like, you know, it's, it's like a steam-driven thing. The blacksmith knows how to use it? But, but black, you know, it's made out of metal. So who else made <laughs> who it? Who else you do? Who, who made the calliope? Blacksmith. 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 <laughs> that's right. right. Blacksmith's great, 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 father in 1907. Real blacksmith. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Wouldn't it? Now yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't mean this, I don't mean. I don't mean for this to sound racist. Go ahead. But if you're going that back that far, wouldn't it be Colored Smith? <laughs> <laughs> that ain't his real name yet. <laughs> okay, second. <laughs> and Kunta Quintese. Die Crow. I mean, it was a different time back then. It was then. a different time. It, yeah. it, was a, it was a terribly different time. You, right. We worked our way up. We come into mm. the generations. Now yes. we had we had Mr. It's like Smith. Cards Against Humanity, Mr. and then you have his uncle, the bigger blacker Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Big ass Smith. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. they have like the bigger blacker box, you know. Oh, bigger okay. blacker Smith, yeah. Mm. Yes, it, it literally is a bigger blacker box mm. for some Ooh. strange reason. Okay. Yeah. It's bigger and blacker. Yeah, bigger mm. than a bread box. Badass. Anyway, so yeah, so let's round out circle. Let's close out with circle. Yeah, D. I, yeah. yeah. So that's that's the Circle D Ranch, and with it's the still there now. You can yes. you can visit that. Uh, we talked about the lawnmower tree. Here's one I hadn't heard of: is the shoe tree. Shoe tree. Now, this is My ex wife had that in the closet. Let me guess: yeah. some dude in 1965 so, threw a shoe in a tree, <laughs> and it grew around. And everyone had close. to go see the shoe tree. <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. Huh? Oh, wow. uh, this is probably more uh, a river country uh, folklore, but. Uh, it's there. It's a real thing. So as you're traveling uh, from the Magic Kingdom to the Fort Wilderness, and you get near river country, there's a tree with uh, all these shoes thrown in there. And that is, uh, you know, like you see, as you described, Danny, like the trees you'll see, uh, shoes you see hanging from electrical wires or right. whatever in, in, in the that city. That they sell it drugs. Um, yep. No, <laughs> no, it's not. So, they selling drugs in Wilderness Lodge? Is the tree over? <laughs> is the shoe of the tree? Selling some Chippendale crack. <laughs> Shipping does on the corner, like <laughs> you don't think. Yeah, what, you want, man? what do you think? Blacksmith made his money dealing in horseshoes. <laughs> <laughs> that was his part. That was his cold front. That was his mustache. Eli. You don't know what blacksmith do. <laughs> Haven't you seen the news? How much Disney pays, bro? I got to do some stuff on the side. I man. understand blacksmith, but why? Why you had to put the shoes in the tree, man? I got a family. I understand. I don't know where they are, but I got a family. I got, <laughs> I got a shoe tree, though. That's all. They, that's all the kids' shoes. And like, how many shoes you walk? Get as many shoes you walk from the tree. Eli, they chopped down my lawnmower tree, bro. They kill. They, they kill little Bootsy. They kill over <laughs> some shoes. In the process. <laughs> that's all. That's all he wanted was two pairs of shoes, that's and they wouldn't let wanted. him have it because they threw the shoes in the tree. <laughs> that Bootsy dead over forty dollars for two pairs of shoes. Isn't that trifling, Eli? That's terrible. <laughs> Damn. Ain't even terrible. That's terrible. You know, sometimes it's sad to be blacksmith. It's just terrible day. It's, it's terrible sad day. to be blacksmith some days. <laughs> it's like when you read these, you get this history, it gets you inside. All right. Can we, all right. We're yes. gonna, we, we, uh, as, right. as hard as this is going to be for us to do, we, we, no more blacksmith jokes okay. until, until Lee finishes with the double D <laughs> okay. ranch or whatever. What is the triple D ranch? Right, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. Go for uh, it. Lee. We're mo- moving on to the shoe tree. All right. The shoe tree. Right. Oh, wait. He is finished. Yeah. Never mind. Have all the fun you want. Oh. me up. Go ahead. All right, go. Tree. Shoes. But, but yeah. Those shoes belong to uh, cast members from Seven Seas Lagoon and Bay Lake uh, Boat Skippers. And those uh, anyone that op- operates those kind of uh, uh, watercrafts, when they retire, they throw their shoes in that tree, and that's the shoe tree that you see on the way over to. I'm out of here, Disney! Disney <laughs> <laughs> shoes! Let's go! Anybody got some flip-flops? I need to get back to the car. There's <laughs> glass on this road here. Yes. No, nah, I'm a Flintstone out of this place. <laughs> <laughs> How do they make it's sure? Really tiring. They're probably like Velcro shoes or something, you know? Oh, my wait, God. Wait, but why, what would stop me from going throwing my shoes in there? 
I mean, I suppose anyone could do it if you want to. Exactly. I don't know why, if you're on vacation, you would, uh, you know, take your shoes off and throw them up there. Hey, you, you if, the if there's anybody down there that can find like size ten Disney vans, just go ahead and get, take it off the tree for me. Okay. Just climb up the tree and get it for you. <laughs> yeah, send it. You know, I'll give you the address. Okay. Yeah. That's that's very specific too. Uh, you know, that's my size. I get those but shoes. They don't make them I'd anymore. I never heard of that. I heard of the lawnmower tree. I heard of a couple other things. I never heard of the shoe tree. So, that's all right, I can see that. Yeah, okay. Those no. trees are taking everything. All right, so just two more things to discuss. Uh, Roy's cabin. So there is uh, this myth that there was a cabin that uh, Roy lived in, and even some people believe that, that uh, Walt himself did lived in this cabin, and a lot of people. Uh, will think that it's that cabin that Danny talked about earlier, the one that um, was set up uh, when uh, Kumbayachi's raiders were there. Kumbayachi? <laughs> Kobayashi? Kobayashi Baru? You're talking about Kaiser Soze's right-hand man? <laughs> Kumbayachi! Roy done live there. Kumbaya. Tell him again. Oh, Lord. Lord. Blacksmith. Tell it true. All right, go, Lee. Uh, (laughs) As we already know, that that cabin was inhabitable. So they actually, uh, Roy didn't live there. But they actually was a quote-unquote Roy's cabin. Mm. Um, Once, you know, Walt Disney World really got rolling and they needed, you know, executives down there to oversee stuff and to make sure, you know, shit got done on time. Um, they bought, or Disney bought, this little area of houses um, in the Bay Hill area. And that's where, you know, Disney higher-ups and executives and stuff like that, they lived there. So Roy had his house next to uh, Joe Fowler's, and they would meet to discuss the progress of the construction and, you know, get together for lunch and stuff like that. And um, eventually, uh, that area was purchased by Honor Palmer, and Joe Fowler remained living in that house until he passed away in 1993. So there was a real Roy's cabin, but it wasn't what people think it was. It wasn't that that cabin that was the there, fishing the, fishing, the fishing cabin. Okay. So you said Arnold yeah. Palmer, the golfer, bought it? Or you said that somebody yeah. did Okay. Just no, Arnold Palmer, yeah. So got like the, the lemonade and the teeth guy? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the guy. Yeah, yes. okay. He bought, the, uh, he bought it all up. So Damn. that helped the whole area. So, okay, cool. Last, let's talk about the Fort Wilderness Railroad. Now, this is, uh, as I alluded to earlier, this is basically like the wave machine of uh, Fort Wilderness. And um, so, of course, well, it actually knows, worked this thing. Well, it did for a while, but it, it had a lot of problems. And it, it, did. It, it worked longer than the wave machine. But, sure. you know, because of uh, a lot of design flaws and shortcuts and things like that, it, it had a lot of problems and cost Disney a lot of money. And eventually they, they scrapped it. What was it supposed to do? Well, the original intent was that it would be the transportation system for the Fort Wilderness uh, you know, resort. Uh, and that's what it was set up to be. Um, and, of course, everyone knows uh, Walt's love of trains. We don't need to get into the backstory right. there. But, you know, so, of course, you know, he wanted a train. Uh, they wanted a train in the Fort Wilderness. Plus, I mean, it tied everything together uh, for that. Of course, you've, you're talking about this old-timey, you know, escape from, you know, the hustle and bustle of the modern world, et cetera, et cetera. So the train would naturally, you know, tie right in with all that. That's, uh, you know, very olden-style uh, transportation. And so when I first heard about this, I was thinking like the trains like you would see on Main Street, right? Where you, or not on Main Street, the, the ones that circle around uh, the Magic Kingdom, where you, you know, you'd have like rows and rows of benches of people and, you know, just 
like that. But the, the cars were actually not like that. They were actually like old timey train cars and you, you know, with windows and you, you could walk up and down the aisles and, and things like that. Um, but from the beginning, you know, this was their vision of the, the transportation system for, for the Fort Wilderness uh, Resort. There's a lot of different information out there uh, about this. There's, you know, all these different, uh, you know, was this scale, that scale. I tried to research some of that stuff and a couple podcasts even, it, I don't know, dude, it, I didn't, it made me fall asleep. So I don't think it's very exciting to talk about the, the gauge of the rails and the, you know, the, the four fifths and all this kind of stuff. But that's what I heard was four fifths. Yeah. Yeah. But it, apparently that's not true depending on who you ask. And that's the, the issue I had a lot with a lot of this information is that, sure. you know, this website would say it was this, but then another website says, no, it wasn't. It was originally going to be four fifths, but they changed it to that. And so I, especially since I don't have a hundred percent, you know, like, witnesses and i didn't interview actual people that were there i'm gonna leave a lot of that stuff out but we know that for sure this 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 track was uh problematic well yeah i mean one thing that you can be sure for those listeners that are old enough to remember pleasure island the ticket booths for pleasure island were those trains cars okay yeah, so yes. if Once you remember those and ticket and booths and you typhoon, know the yes. oh and typhoon lagoon you're typhoon right lagoon. and so you know yeah, if you remember absolutely. those those booths the ticket booths that's the size of the train regardless of what people are saying or whatever that's the size of the train right there okay. yeah 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 absolutely so uh, once they yeah once the, the the actual rail system was demolished and those trains went on to there and there was more than those two trains so some of them went on to private owners and, and things like that and actually uh, uh john lassiter owns uh, one of them so yeah uh, but, so here's, <laughs> somebody hooks the pleasure train oh, yeah, yeah, the train <laughs> <laughs> who's getting on the hugging car <laughs> hugs for everybody All aboard free hugs that's what it says on the side of the car amanda Amanda hug and kiss. <laughs> <laughs> train cars rocking, don't come knocking. <laughs> All right, so the real problem with this whole train system uh, was that they just, no other way to say it, they didn't build it properly. Um, well, they didn't get the right materials. Yeah, so how hard was that? Well, yeah, they didn't use the right materials. They didn't get, well, I, I guess if you're having to commandeer shovels, maybe the they mm-hmm. didn't want to give you the... You know the stuff you needed but uh well first of all if you're gonna build a train system mm-hmm. for your transportation you probably would want to like hire someone that knows how to build railroads true <laughs> but yeah. they didn't do that they decided to uh, let you know buena vista construction or whatever the name of it build this train they didn't know how to build any kind of uh, train system Damn. uh the other problem was that they built everything in california but didn't test it out before they shipped it over to Florida. So they built the actual engines, but they didn't put them on a track in California to see how they would run or, you know, this kind of stuff, work out the kinks, so to speak. So this basically is like, here's your train. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, put that thing together. <laughs> <laughs> and they put some so, coal in it, and all of a sudden the train just explodes on the railroad made of soap. Yeah, I mean, not, like, that, not this that, work. that degree, but they, they did have a lot of problems with it because yeah. – so first of all, if you're building a, you know, and I'm, again, I'm not ex- ex- a, an expert on this stuff, but my understanding is like you're supposed to dig out, you know, the, the tr- where the track's going to go. Then you got to put gravel down, you got to put the ties down, t- tamp it, uh, you know, make everything even, you know, th- all this kind of processes. And they didn't do that. They're just like, hey, just uh, put these down and put the rails on top of it, and let's go. 
that it was like a toy set. Yeah, kind of, yeah. basically. I mean, like, okay, like seriously, like if you have ever had a, a toy train set and you try to build it on a table, like a like a dining room table, it's it's all smooth and everything. But if you try to build it in your living room on the carpet, you have problems, right? Like the the train the, stops. The, the train, train stops. falls over, and you know it's yeah. like and then the ground's not level, right? The ground's not level, so you know there's that. So that's one of the problems they had. And then one of the other issues was that. You know, of course, you need the, the train to curve or the, the tracks to curve. So there's an actual machine that is used to bend rails. Uh, it's specifically made to bend the rails. You know, you put in the, the, the calibrations or whatever, and it bends it and it makes it like a curve. Well, they didn't use that machine. They just kind of like nail, like try to do it a little bit at a time. Bend, 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 nail, 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 bend, 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 nail, nail, nail. So they didn't even use the right machine to make the curves on the track. Mm. And then, as uh, Danny alluded to, they didn't actually even use the, the proper materials for the track. Well, not materials, but there's uh, apparently like different gauge of, uh, of tracks, of course. And, you know, this was what was called a 20-pound gauge. And that's like the cheapest, lightest way you could go. And, uh, you know, those tracks didn't really work well with the, the cars. And they, they wore on the, tire, uh, the wheels of the trains more quickly and things like that. And then apparently another thing you're supposed to do is like in between each rail, they're still supposed to be like, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but just imagine like something in between it to keep it level. Mm -hmm. And they didn't put those in there. So, you know, between the humidity and the, the unlevelness of the ground and all that kind of stuff, I mean, it just was crap, basically. So you couldn't, you couldn't run the trains properly and they, they get off the rails and and all kinds of stuff like that. So there was also a problem that it was an insufficient water provided for the for the actual uh, engine the steam itself. Engine, yeah. Yes, because yeah, so I've got some notes on that. So the trains that uh, that they use in Magic Kingdom they hold one thousand eight hundred and thirty seven gallons of water. Whereas now that goes around the whole Magic Kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the ones at Fort Wilderness could only hold two hundred and twenty five gallons of water, <laughs> and so. And then the, the trains of Magic Kingdom can hold 664 gallons of fuel, and the trains at uh, Fort Wilderness can only hold 175 gallons of fuel. Mm -hmm. So the trains, it's not that they ran out of gas, but they're, also, they're always having to stop and refuel and get more water mm -hmm. and things like that. And if they did run out, then, yeah, I mean, the, the guests are basically stranded uh, on the tracks. Yep. I meant to say this earlier, but the, I'm sure Danny knows the name of the company that built the engines. Okay. Yes, on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Why would I know the wow. name? <laughs> so the, the name of the company. You know who did it? You know it. <laughs> I, I can it, tell you who it wasn't. It, it was Lionel. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I can tell you it wasn't. It wasn't Blacksmith. <laughs> Blacksmith would have been there. That, that, right. that railroad would have still been there had Blacksmith been hired to it. He could have curved that rail. Yep. Disney caught him selling drugs, so he, they had to fire him. They got him and John Henry to work <laughs> on that, that railroad. up in the tree. Yeah, yeah. that shoe tree blew the whole yeah. operation. This busted yeah. all wide open. So I should have said this <laughs> earlier, but um, when Disneyland had their trains, uh, you know, Walt had those built for Disneyland. Okay, they didn't, you know, build them in house. Um, but these trains, they did. They built them in house, and uh, they were built by the company. Mapo or Mapo, I don't know how you say it. Mary Poppins, but yeah. That was, Mapo. that was the company. Yeah, that was the company that was built off the profits of uh, Mary Poppins. So they built these in house. Okay. And uh, again, I heard a lot of stuff about that. I can't get into the details because I don't remember it all. And it was just like too much like jargon and stuff like that. But they had a lot of issues with the actual trains themselves, like the steam engines. 
they had all the controls and stuff and then they were built one way but when they got them over to the four wilderness where they had to go around a circle and be operated you know uh to be able to see like all the, the the controls were on the wrong side of the engine so they had to rebuild it in florida and redo all the the pipe work and everything in there to get it on the other side of the engine um and, and things like that so it's just, just a big crap show from the beginning basically mm-hmm. um but they did i mean they spent a lot of time and, and the problem was that it took almost two years between having to fix this and fix that and redo the track and try this and and this didn't work all oh, the steam and it, it took them almost two years just to even get the thing up and running mm-hmm. so you know it's two years into fort wilderness which is supposed to be their main mode of transportation and they they finally get it going but you're right there's uh there's just just all kinds of issues um they did have i've gotten conflicting reports too as to who ran the trains uh, whether were they cast members or were they actual like train engineers or did they go to school to be engineers um but either way i mean running a steam engine isn't just as easy as like you know pushing the gas or something you gotta (laughs) keep the pressure here and you know all kinds of other stuff okay so uh, eventually through the years uh they did try to you know um fix what they could um an example would be they you know they they actually ended up getting eventually using this rail bender and reworking some of the kinks and the curves and things like that. But it's just uh, the upkeep of the engines, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And, oh, and we, sorry, I, I actually skipped ahead a little bit. There was, at one point, it finally did reach uh, when they would, when River Country opened, then we could get guests over to River Country as well. So I apologize, I didn't mean to leave that out. Um, but that in itself created another issue, a small issue, but they had to replace, you know, the the flooring and then all these these passenger trains to accommodate all these, you know, people that are getting into the train wet, soaking wet from being in river country. They, you know, put down a rubber floor inside these trains as well, um, and you know, just uh, uh, several other issues. Um, here's another small one. So when you have a steam train and you have the, the there's two domes. There's one for steam. And then there's another uh, dome that they call the sand dome. And so if you are in a situation where your your tracks or your wheels are not getting traction on the rails, especially if you're maybe trying to go uphill or, you know, over something that's, you know, causing you to roll back, well, then there's a tube that will go down and put sand on the tracks in front of you so you can gain traction. So that's that's where that sand is housed. Well, how well did that sound, sand work in the humidity of Florida? <laughs> not very good you know the sand would get all wet and sticky like uh like it is on the beach and so then the you know the cast members would have to get out of the train and put actually you know manually put sand on the tracks to get you know get it to go things like that geez there's just so many other <laughs> so many other issues there uh, i'm trying to 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 not bore you with too much of it but basically you know the the, the issues just compounded uh the the train's eventually you know had to be you know reserviced and parts they'd have to get parts from other trains and things like that and then in the end um you know after it was all said and done you know they decided to finally take a look at it they had independent contractors come out and say you know what would it cost to make this to start over and get this thing you know fully operational fully functional and it was something to the tune of three million dollars Woo! Wow. Million dollars. Yeah. And so you can guess what happened at that point. Then they went to Thunderdome. 
Yes. One, two minutes. It's a woman lead. Yes. They went beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Turner was a conductor. They didn't need another hero. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that got shot down pretty quick. Um, but they did. Uh, there is a story that they they gave it one last shot, and that because um, Dick Nunez really wanted to keep this train. Uh, because of the the theming, and it was Walt's original, you know, wish and, and all this kind of stuff. So he wanted to to keep that as part of Fort Wilderness, and um, so they said, "Look, we got this crappy track, you know, that, that doesn't work with these trains. What can we use here?" And so they found—I um, don't know if they found or built—I'm not clear on that point—but they, either way, they they have this train that will work better with this track. So it's battery powered. And so Dick himself is going to go test it out. And basically, you know, the thing dies like halfway through. And it takes about an hour to get around the whole track. So at that point, you know, he just throws up his hands. It's like, you know, screw it. We're just not going to have a train in Fort Wilderness anymore. You know, I was going to say, we were talking about Combax Raiders before, uh, Lee. That was the other story that I heard with regards to them. Was okay. that one of the things that they had access to was those uh, pontoon boats? Mm, okay, mm-hmm. and that you know, with these boats, they could easily float on over to this place called uh, Pluto's Park to look around for materials that would help them to improve Fort Wilderness. Well, Pluto's Park was known as the Boneyard, and it's still there, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. But the whole idea of uh, Pluto burying bones, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it's like it's where everything went to die, so they could grab parts and you know whatever they needed from it. Ex- exactly, that's what it ended up becoming. But at the time, it was where construction materials were kept until they were needed on site. So oh, okay. They would use these. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because there was nothing old; it was all new because they were just building the sucker. Uh, so yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So they would go ahead and take a pontoon boat over there and what they found over there were a uh, pallet of railroad ties which are the little you know cross wooden yeah, things, wood that, things yeah. yeah they put it on tracks and these were what they used to line the sidewalks of river country because the actual pavings were made of what they call coquina uh, which was this uh, <laughs> rock cocaine I was going to say cocaina 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 <laughs> that's right <laughs> with the Mexican drug lords trafficking, no, um, <laughs> which blacksmith done sold. Blacksmith to blacksmith the coca eat. That was the sponsor for River Country. Was the Mexican drug lord, the Colombian drug lords, sold the, it the by the shoe tree. Yes, <laughs> so by the shoe tree. See how it all puts together. You ever you ever see rock material made of like a crush? Uh, like shells and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. that's what that is. Yeah. Okay. The problem is that stuff kills the grass. So right, they, right. they used it because they didn't have any money for asphalt over in Fort Wilderness at the time. So they used this to go ahead and line all the pathways mm. in order to have a paving, but it killed all the grass. So now you have this Fort Wilderness with no grass. So they started getting these railroad ties to go ahead and line the pathways to make sure the, the coquina did not leak on over into the grass. Into the grass, yeah. Right. So bit by bit, beam by beam, Handbox Raiders use these pontoon boats to transport these uh, which, the, these railroad ties over to Fort Wilderness to go ahead and line the pathways. But unbeknownst, I, I can't imagine you'd be able to carry that many of them in a pontoon boat, though. No, that's what I said. It took it took <laughs> a while to go ahead and pull this off. Yeah. And so after a while, they found, they, they started doing it, and then unbeknownst to them, corporate decided to fix the problems with the Fort Wilderness Railroad. And lay the new track, and they they outsourced uh, 
this problem over to Georgia Pacific Railroad. Hmm. And they were going to come in and they were going to fix okay. everything and improve the rail line so it wouldn't have any, the train wouldn't have any problems derailing. But when they got there, the pallets of railroad ties were, were now missing. And Georgia what? Pacific was <laughs> ticked off because they couldn't get the job done. So <laughs> wow. when corporate couldn't explain what happened to the beams, that's when things started to fall apart and focus and budget went on to other things. But that was also one of the downsides that whole Combat Raiders thing is that, and then, again, this sounds like a wonderful little story, but, you know, like... That could be rumor, but the guy, who, Neil McCord, who actually worked over at Fort Wilderness at the time, he, he had a career in resort management, but he started off as what they call a campsite maintenance host right. at Fort Wilderness, which is another way for saying that he changed the trash receptacles and emptied the toilets. and that My kind bus! Of thing. But, yes, <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, that was another thing. So, I mean, it just seemed like this thing was just doomed, no matter what you, yeah. what you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was an interesting side note. And then this is all even not to mention the fact that, um, you know, there wasn't any separation of these tracks and the campsite. So, like, kids could literally just walk out on the train tracks and just like, hey, uh, you know, there's, uh, there was one time a train was derailed because a kid left his bike on the train track. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was like there's no barriers, no walls, no, uh, no fencing. It was just like, oh, it's go play on the train tracks, kids. Kids would put like their pennies on the train track, like kids used to oh, do so. Flat with out, yeah. yeah, so it would come along, flat out their pennies, and and that would cause all kinds of issues. But it act, the train actually did hit a, a young girl. Didn't kill her, yeah. but she no. she was she was on a bicycle. Didn't kill her. She was hurt, but it didn't kill her. But that was to me that was the last straw. That was what I heard. There's so yeah. many last straws, though. I mean, really. I mean, there, like you can see lives, at the time yeah. where they would have said. Million dollars was the was the last straw was three million dollars, but mm -hmm. yeah, that, that, that didn't help the safety issues and some kid getting run over. I mean, right, it's not good. That's so crazy. that's the train, and you know, there's a lot of more details to it. Uh, so yeah, I think it was one of those things that if they'd have done it right from the beginning and spent the money in the beginning, they would have been okay because it, it's all really came down to the track, right? If, if the track would have been right, everything else could have been fixed, uh, you know, could have worked with it, but the track was never right. Yeah, so that's the uh, the Fort Wilderness Railroad that uh, you know could have been a great thing, but is no longer there. Oh, that was a great idea though for transportation and property. Yeah, yeah, it especially really yeah. on Fort Wilderness kind of land. Oh, yeah. yeah, especially when you and you know there was talk of there being a um, another area built that was going to be um, outposts something oh man i can't remember the name of it it's gonna be like yeah, a whole no. little wilderness town is what i remember and yeah i mean like like sawdust on the ground mm -hmm. uh you know, horses in the streets right uh, that kind of thing and uh yeah so um so that's fort wilderness guys um but what up what, what up river country well we're gonna have to save river country for another show i think that's ah. uh we probably, we probably uh used our allotted time um here and then technically river country is not anything to do with the resort we're doing the series on resorts but at the same time it did tie into the fort wilderness resort concept and that whole area being tied in together so even though it's not a resort itself and even though it wasn't officially the you know tied to fort wilderness we are going to do that next so you're going to uh, you're saying that we're going to cut this show into pieces that is our last resort Yes, I see that. Awesome. Yeah, well, we'll do that on definitely on the next show. We'll talk about the old watering hole that was the River Country. 
Uh, so, so guys, yes, if you have any stories or anything related to Fort Wilderness that you'd like to share with us, your experiences or whatnot, uh, we're about to tell you how to get in touch with us in just a little bit. Well, guys, if you want to learn more about the Magic Our Way podcast, www.magicourway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. And if you want to get in touch with us to share your experiences uh, of your time at Fort Wilderness, here's the following ways you can do so. You can shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com. You can leave us a voicemail via SpeakPipe widget on our homepage, or you can call or text us at one 815 That is 1-815-COKINA. <laughs> 669-4226. And of course, we got a couple of guys who do things outside of the podcast. Eli does things with comic books. Eli, tell me what you got going on. I mean, come on. How many times do we get a three-syllable word on this podcast? Pretty good. Caught me off guard. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, guys, thank you for supporting the podcast. And uh, I hope that we always put a smile on your face. And as always, while you listen to the podcast... You can always visit the Ivy Comics website, which has a link to this podcast, so you never miss anything. You can check out artwork that I have for uh, the various projects that I do. So Project Geisha, Savages, Molly Be Damned. There's also uh, blog posts and interviews there. Uh, if you want to find me out there on the internet, I can be found on Facebook at Eli H. Ivory. Uh, Project Geisha has a Facebook page, so facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Of course, I'm sorry, the Ivory Comics website, if you haven't heard enough, is always ivorycomics.com. Instagram there, I'm over there too, so uh, eiv 504 And of course, Twitter, I can be found at Hancockton166. So, of course, if you love the story, you got to support the glory, because that's how we build it. Well, you heard you heard what the blacksmith style. <laughs> you heard what the listeners say that they want us to do a comic book about like Disney, like yeah, read, adventures in Disney. Yes, I, I read, and I know we talked about that before. It's not like it can't happen. I know if we come together on something, it's like Wonder Twins activate on that sort of gun. We've talked about it. Yes, that, yes, that is some that is a project that we have talked about doing at some point in time. Uh, we just we we've never been able to put it together thus far. Uh, you know, Eli went and drew a book about monkeys. Yes, and <laughs> <laughs> with jetpacks, right? I've got editing to do and stuff like that, and uh, second grade math. <laughs> so oh, third God. grade math. I'm sorry, third grade math. That's more complicated than second grade math. Deal with homecoming. Yes, yeah, yeah. So uh, things things came up, but that is that is something that Eli and I have discussed. So there is a possibility. Yes, and those things it. it and collaborating and putting these books together, it's, it's just like this podcast. It's not like something you can just snap your fingers and do. I right. Mean, we make it look easy, but it's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, we can figure out that time to do it. All right. Let me know when you're done. We'll, yeah. Hopefully, by that time, we'll have some free time. It would be crazy. You think we debate now on this show? You should see us with the common collaborative process because you got strategy and then you got tangents. You mix that mm-hmm. together. You got some wild strangers. There's one time Eli and I discussed a project and like the next day he'd already drew like three pages of it. Yes. And we hadn't even agreed on character design, flow of the story, nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Just when Eli, when he he feels something, he just goes. Yeah. So And Danny is very good at laying out a story and then figuring out how it should make sense. And then like I I remember one time this would be the last story and we'll move on. But uh, I remember we were talking about 
doing some story where there was like you know a guy had all this different stuff happening to him and then like i was like, you know it'd be cool as if there was a city that just like flew and like crushed people like how does that even make any sense? I'm like, I don't know, but that'd just be awesome to draw. So. Yeah, he wanted to draw a city running around crushing people. Yeah. <laughs> like, almost like a Jaws of a city running around, and it would just fall on other cities yes. and crush people. And I was like, dude, that's crazy. It made no sense. And then we watched Avengers Age of Ultron. Thank you. Where this city <laughs> <laughs> proceeded to fly up. <laughs> now, in fairness, it did not crush people. <laughs> it was going to crush people, but people and were concerned about the death of civilians in comic book movies. Right. And then they had to backtrack, like, whoa, whoa, we don't kill whole communities of people anymore in Marvel movies. That's not what we do. But, yeah, that, that was uh, actually a discussion that we had at some point. So it was yeah. funny. Long time ago. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it could come down to Pike. Absolutely. There's like, hope, yes. I was like, who wants to see a flying city? <laughs> <laughs> like, who doesn't want to see a flying city? <laughs> and, of course, if you want to go down to Wild Disney World to check out the remnants of the Fort Wall, uh, Wilderness, uh, Wilderness Railroad, mm-hmm. you could book a vacation through Lee. Lee, tell them how to do this. All right, uh, let's give me a call at 832-570-5490. That's 832-COMFORT-STATION. <laughs> 832-CMFTSTN. Um, you can always email me at lee at magicarway.com. Please check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. And if you do that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no Lupervika. <laughs> and of course we got a bunch of ways you can support the show as a whole you can buy us some beignets and support the show that way right there on our homepage. you can click the affiliate links on our website you can also represent the Moeka Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop and the easiest way to support the show is to leave a rating and review in iTunes or wherever you download the show whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, Music, etc. Also remember that we are part of the BS Podcast Network, whose motto is we speak our minds so you don't have to. So be sure to support our partners in podcasting over there. And we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome to the Magic Our Way podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, Moegans, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Ribs and fried chicken. Hey, guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh, man. Italians recognizing Italian. You know what song he likes that? What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, but do you, do you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an ra- online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How do you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Way and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh-huh. You know, it, 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 what's good about it, yeah, let me tell you what's good about it. You hear Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. But you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could probably mm-hmm. hear a country version of this. Oh, wow. You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of... <laughs> Give me Bare Necessities. <laughs> oh, get on, Get up again. Oh, you know? Hot tub. What you say now? <laughs> Disney. That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels. 
and 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 r- attraction sounds, but they give you every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs. Like Tony Bennett right here, this yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know? I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> Bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Well, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio. Bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh? 